to the Calm and Corrected Podcast, Season 2, Communication and Dialogue, Episode 6, How to Kill a Conversation. As I promised in the previous episode, this is the second episode this week. Now, before we begin, you might think, who the hell wants to know how to kill a conversation, right? Because most people want to end a conversation, which is two different things, killing and ending a conversation, in a positive manner, in a manner that leaves you and the other person satisfied, and maybe you are looking forward to talking to each other again in the future. Now, in my experience, right, a lot of people don't really know how to converse with each other, what to talk about, what not to say, what to say, and a lot of advice on communication only focuses on the positive things, on open body language, on listening, on creating comfort, but nobody really talks about how to kill a conversation, how to royally mess up, and I thought a whole episode of this, to have a better understanding on what not to do, will help you be more aware of uh, not only what you say, what maybe the other person says, so you can recover the conversation. Now, let's begin. Alright, one of the most common things to kill a conversation is bragging. And I will use, for example, a few months ago, I lost my keys and I was over at the maid's house and I was complaining that, oh, I lost my keys, now I need to make new ones and it's annoying. And instantly, one of my maids just went, oh, be happy you are at last, you are not in the situation that I am, be happy it's not that hard, be happy you didn't went through the pain that I did, yeah. And that's bragging. And that's annoying and stops the conversation and just takes away all the wind out of conversing. Now you might think, wait, 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 how is that bragging, right? Bragging usually goes like you tell a story or I went to a track and the other person goes, oh, uh, this is nothing. I went uh, to climb a mountain. Well... This is bragging as well, right? It's got, I like to call it negative bragging. It's uh, when you want to show off how, in how much pain you are, in how other people don't understand your suffering and pain. And that can lead to extremely dangerous behavior, especially when someone tries to empathize with you and you dismiss it. For example, right? This mate of mine was telling me how <coughs> controlling and uh, shit is his father. And I mentioned, oh, I can empathize with that, I can understand it. E- even <coughs> with the fact that I don't technically have a father, right? I grew up in an orphanage, I can still empathize with controlling and asshole parents. And instantly, what I w- was told is, oh, you will never understand my pain. And I was kept thinking about that, and that's not quite true, right? People can 
empathize with each other. People can understand with each other. We relate each other's um, pain to stories, to communication, to comparison. We can make a lot of uh, jumps in logic using metaphors, using stories, right? And the moment you cut yourself off from the ability of empathy, yeah, you think that your pain, your mind, you whatever you went through is so great that nobody else can understand you, then nobody will because you won't let. No, no. Even if you had a twin who went through exactly the same shit as you, if you have this idea in your mind that nobody can understand your pain and you won't let that person in, it won't happen and you will lose on deep connections. Now, you might be thinking, oh, who am I talking to? Aladar, are you talking to teenagers? No, this is a grown-ass man who's at least three years older than me. So take it as you will, right? Now, another thing, I want to mention how to kill a conversation is which I find it one of the most annoying and the fastest one to kill a friendship especially a budding one is to constantly put down other people's interests now all of us have different interests I'm pretty sure there are things I'm interested in that if you would see you would be shocked and I'm pretty sure that there are things that you're interested in that I would not touch with a six-foot pole. Yeah? But constantly putting down other people's interests. They taste in music, they taste in videos, they taste in movies, books. For example, I play the music, uh, I, I played one of my favorite songs, uh, Put Your Back to It from Graham. And uh, instantly, not, not even one minute into the song, the PR card, oh, it's not that bad, but this one is better, right? It's constantly putting down someone's interest and comparing it to something else. Now, I managed to talk with a few people who do that, and they think in their own hand, in their own head, that they are being extremely cultured. They are being. Um, interesting by always having something to compare it. But, but in truth, you just look like an asshole with no interest. Yeah, You just look like someone who can't abide by the idea that someone else has a different interest or different taste than you. Especially it doesn't hurt if you constantly find something to compare with you. And if you go something like this, oh, this is not bad, but I know something better, or, oh, this was better, X was better, Y was better, I saw a better movie, right? Like, you can give your opinion on something. Oh, I didn't like, uh, I don't know, X movie as good. But you don't need to constantly do that, and you don't need to constantly compare it to something else, especially not when you're made is excitedly showing you something maybe they find a new video a new song that they are excited to share it with you and if your first response is putting it down yeah <clears throat> then that will create a negative impression oh and bragging can uh, come into this one as well right you're like oh this is shit 
I knew a much better movie, much better video, or I had a much better experience. So be careful of this. Be very careful because it can just create this negative attitude that you don't look cool when doing it. Nobody looks cool. Oh, sorry about that. Rent is just has been pissing me off for the past couple of months. And I thought this is an excellent episode to get that out of my system. Alright, let's continue. Interrogation, right? A lot of times, especially when we meet new people, we are so interested in meeting them. We constantly ask questions. Oh, where did you work? Where do you live? How was your childhood? And we just ask and ask and ask and ask. And we never really respond, right? And it kind of transforms into an interrogation. And other person, especially if you're on a date, right? And talking to a girl or a man. It just gets annoying and boring after a while. Because you're like, yeah, you keep asking these questions. But you never share anything about yourself. So, one easy way to rectify this, yeah? And not transform every conversation into an interrogation is when you ask a question answer it for example and this can be used in any kind of situation in online communication as well right you ask oh what is your favorite movie mine is Wally and uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? So you ask a question and you answer it. And this is another really good trick. When someone responds back, don't start bragging or don't start instantly saying your answer. Maybe you ask what's your favorite movie and they say, oh, my favorite movie is The Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And your response is, mine is Wally. Well, that's not, <laughs> that, that, that comes off as dismissive. What you could do instead, right, is to acknowledge them and say, Oh, Beauty and the Beast, I haven't seen that movie since the childhood. Have you seen the live action adaptation, right? So you instantly acknowledge the answer, ask another question, and then you can answer, Mine is Wally. Yeah? Done. Acknowledge people's answer is important most people feel like nobody listens to them and that's because we forget to use one simple thing acknowledge their answers make them feel like they're actually listened to yeah this is the one of the tricks you can use to stop killing a conversation just acknowledge the other person's answer huh and this way you can avoid interrogation and you can keep asking questions, right? Because the line between interrogation and getting to know someone is a really fine line. And the way to distinguish it is asking questions. And when you ask questions, respond to those questions in your message or in your sentence. And when someone responds, acknowledge their response. Show them that you are paying attention. Now, another thing I want to mention is timing. A lot of times, especially in group conversations, we are not truly 
listening to each other. We are just waiting to respond with our own stories. There's a really good uh, college humor video about this. If, if I find it, I'm gonna link it on my Twitter and Facebook. But the idea is the following. Sometimes another person is talking or multiple people are talking and you are waiting to tell your own version of the story. Yeah. And they finish talking and you instantly blurt out something that maybe happened two conversations ago. And everybody's just looking at you like, what the hell? Why are you bringing up your dead grandpa when we are talking about chocolate and brownies now? Eh? And that is called timing. Now, timing is really important. I don't think there is such a thing as a bad conversation topic, but there is a bad timing for conversations. Like, for example, it's probably not a good idea to talk about sexuality at a funeral. Huh? So, timing. It's important to know your audience, know your demographic, and know what to say and when. Alright, so next I'm going to talk about another exercise that you can do in order to stop killing a conversation. But first, let me tell you an example of how can a conversation die without this exercise. So picture the following. You just figured out something about your own belief system. You just uh, figured out something you want to do. And you go to your best friend, your spouse, your parents, your teachers, whatever. And you tell them. You try to explain the, to the best of your ability what you discovered. Yeah, it is not perfect. But you do give it a shot. And then, after you said what you needed to say, there's a pause, and instantly you get a totally different and unrelated response, or you get a lecture, or that person totally misunderstands you, and you get into a debate of you trying to explain your point of view, that person refusing to understand, and just devolving into this uh, hot mess of... uh, frustration and uh, not understanding right a lot of conversation especially with loved ones ends like this because we try to explain what's the problem they try to say back their own point and nobody really tries to understand the other person's point of view and it's just divorced a really easy way to fix this is to do the following exercise Ask them and yourself to say back what they said till they are satisfied with it. Now I'm going to use an an example. Me and my uncle, I like my uncle, but he's one hell of a stubborn man with, with, well, some serious problems. I'm going to just say one example and I think that will paint a picture of his character last time he had a bath in 2001 and he 
takes that as a badge of honor and he tells anybody who would listen to it. And we always had trouble communicating because I don't like his very condescending uh, attitude. He constantly dismisses my uh, achievements and whenever I have a fault he was constantly used my past as an orphan as ammunition and I didn't like this because at the end of the day he's my only living relative so we got to understand each other and I told him look well not my only living relative I have a sister but close and I told him look this is why your behavior is bothering me i don't like it it's making me feel useless it's making me feel like all my achievements and everything achieved in life doesn't amount to anything and you berating me constantly and never giving me a word of encouragement or a word of love it it doesn't help me i don't remember one time since i know you that you actually hugged me and his response was, oh, so you want people to uh, act in a certain way, otherwise you won't talk to them. You want carbon cop, uh, not carbon copies, how do you say? You want people who act in a very specific and uh, um, draft kind of way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just don't want this behavior from you. And we would get nowhere. And I'm like, all right, let's do this exercise. It took three hours and two months till he finally managed to say back my point of view. But we somehow managed and now we are in much steadier grounds. And first I would say, oh, so... You don't want people, you want people who act in a certain way. No, no, try again. Oh, so you want people who constantly compliment you and praise you. No, no, try again. Oh, so you want me to acknowledge your um, achievements. Yes, yes. See, see, we are getting there. So you want me to not constantly berate you and tell you what you can do better because most of the times you are aware of it. Oh, yes, see, see. Alright, so now what do you want me to do? And I will tell you back. So he wants me to contact him more, to talk to him more, and to send him money. Because, of course, everybody wants money. Uh, That's another topic for another day. So I sent him back. Oh, so you want me to contact you more, to show you more affection, and to uh, care about your well-being? Yes, yes, right? So just say it back, right? You can go like, oh, so what you were saying... Or you can go like, oh, so let me see if I understand what you mean. And this technique can be used everywhere and anything. I use this technique myself in interviews. It's very, very useful when you have a job interview. The other person says what your roles are and you're like, oh, let me see if I understand this correctly. So my responsibilities are X, Z, and Y. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, see, you understand perfectly. That's very, very good. Right? This technique shows people that you are actively trying to understand their point of view. And there's nothing wrong if you don't understand that first. You say back what they say and you're like, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. And you ask them to clarify and you try again. It usually takes two to three 
tries to do this, especially if the other person's point of view is something a bit more esoteric and hard to understand. Maybe they need to explain it in a different way for you to get it. It's fine. It's fine. Because using this, we can understand each other and we can avoid... We can avoid creating a conversation and getting frustrated with each other, right? Because we are actually putting effort into understanding each other. I know, I know, mind-blowing, but it can be done. So, a quick recap, right? How to kill a conversation. Bragging, negative bragging, interrogating, yeah? Uh, Topping, bad timing, and refusing to understand the other person's point of view. And two things you can do to improve your ability to not kill a conversation, right? Is when you're asking questions, acknowledge the other person's answer. And when you yourself are asking a question, respond to it at the same time. Right? So you don't come across as an interrogator. Timing is very important. Always pay attention on what setting you are, who you're talking to, what kind of topic you're saying. And lastly, say back what the other person said. Summarize their words, their ideas to such a degree that they are satisfied with their answer that shows true understanding and avoids the conversation getting killed. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Carmen Collected Podcast, episode 6, How to Kill a Conversation. And I hope to see you in the next episode, How to End a Conversation. Thank you and bye.